The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. In a few moments' time, I'm going to be speaking to uh, the lady who closed Dancing with the Stars yesterday evening. She's probably busy getting ready for her 6 o'clock TV show today on Virgin Media Radio. Or maybe she's in studio rehearsing. Katia Mia will be joining us. But before all that, it's an opportunity for me to catch up with Alice Doyle, the president of, or the deputy president. I keep, Alice, I keep giving you a promotion, don't I? You do indeed, Brian. And look, thank you very much. <laughs> but I think now if I could cope with the role I have at the moment, I'd be doing extremely well. So no ambition beyond here now for today. Well, as a Carlo native, we spoke to you uh, a couple of times last year. We met up at the Ploughing Championships, but we'd spoken before that as your campaign was beginning um, starting to take off. And uh, one of the first women ever to be elected to such a high role. How has it been since you were elected to the position? Absolutely hectic, to say the least, uh, Brian. We hit the road running. Um, you know, we came in, in on the 9th of January and it was straight after Christmas. Uh, you know, things are not good in farming and I don't want to be on the negative all the time, but things are not good in farming. So we knew we had a big job. We knew through the campaign that we heard, we spoke to farmers, you know, through the 26 counties and they made it very clear to us, uh, if we didn't know ourselves anyway, but they did make it very clear that things are very, very difficult at the moment. moment. And we knew that if we did get elected, we were going to have to hit the ground running. And that's exactly what has happened. You know, we're only in literally five weeks now and in that period of time we've had meetings at all levels, you know, with the department, with uh, the government. Uh, we've met with the Minister for Agriculture. We're meeting with the Taoiseach this coming week. Uh, so we've got right as far up to the top as we can when it comes to negotiations and dealing with these issues. But the farmers on the ground now are beginning to show their strength. Um, all before Christmas we saw in France and Germany, Belgium, right across Europe, farmers were getting very cross about regulation. They were beginning to show their frustration. And and the Irish farmers now have, you know, come out on the street now. They're out on the street, uh, you know, in a small way at the moment, but it's getting bigger. There's a planned campaign on. This is not just a random appearance here and there. Uh, at the moment, it is planned where people are, where farmers are appearing. But we are building up to a, a, a major, uh, you know, crescendo, I think, here uh, as time goes by, because farmers have cannot take any more that regulation than they have, they've taken. And because this regulation has impacted on their, their living, their livelihood, we're one of the only sectors, I think, that really is suffering greatly because we have to pay for climate change. We out of our own pockets. We don't object to working towards climate change. We're quite happy to take on a certain amount of regulation. But when that regulation becomes impossible and impractical to put into effect and affects our pockets greatly, uh, insofar as that our income is greatly affected, we can't take any more. And so as a new one of the new leaders, uh, we have been given the uh, I've been given along with my president the you know the, the permission go ahead. We've got to get on the streets now and farmers are on the streets. People in this locality here would be very aware of that South Kilkenny, Waterford and South Wexford were on the streets in Waterford last Friday night. Over 300 farmers in tractors went through the streets of Waterford uh, on Friday night to just as an obvious display of their frustration. Now, they're measured at the minute. We're not doing like the French. We're not setting fire to to bales or we're not um, sowing corn on the middle of streets or anything like that. But just be careful. Farmers are at the end of their tether and we have to be careful now from here on. We had um, protests like that right across the the country. We had them in Kilkenny. We had them, albeit slightly delayed, in Carlow and for, for very mm. good reason at the time as well. You mentioned the word crescendo. 
What is that crescendo? Is it the European elections? It is. We're, we're aiming towards there because the the Europe, farmers and I think like all sectors in the community, a lot of our regula- all our regulation is coming from Europe now. It used to come from our local, you know, from d- our department in Dublin. That's where it came from and we could deal directly with that and we could have an influence on it. Our regulation now is coming from Europe, where it be, you know, certainly there's a lot of impact made with by our local department as well. They have a, a, an influence on it because they can tweak it when it comes here. And sometimes they tweak it here to make us the best boys and best girls in the class and make it very, very strict on farmers. But the general regulation is coming from Europe. So it's extremely important that our new MEPs uh, are aware of how farming operates in Ireland and that they vote accordingly uh, when they're working around reg- legislation. Last year we had an example where our MEPs uh, here voted against a measure that could have been very important for uh, Irish people here and if they had gone the other direction it would have uh, made it would have dropped that regulation. Mm. So we need to be very careful that we put in uh, MEPs who understand how this country works. What about the public understanding it? I mean we've spoken to, to many people connected to the farming community over the last couple of weeks in relation to those protests um, and the general you know, overarching theme was that there's too much red tape. Now I know the farming community will fully understand what that means. What about for the man or the woman on the street? We are getting huge support from the man on the street. I think what the, the comment we we're hearing on the street when we're out, because I, I will be on, the, I would be on the street rather than on the tractor when this is happening. And what say in Waterford the other night, people were saying, "Go on, we need you. We need you out there. You're representing us too. We're over regulated as well, but because we're in diverse different sectors, we can't get it all together just like you can. You're representing us too. And so far, right across the country, I spoke to somebody in Castlebar last week. People out on the street on the pathways nothing to do with farming saying go on farmers you're representing us you are saying what we want to say but you're also a very important sector to us you are producing the food for us that we need and if you don't if you're not allowed to produce it and stay in business where are we going to go? We're going to pay a bigger price for it because we're going to have to import it if we can import it and that's going to cost us more as well so the, the public are very much on our side and we're you know we're trying our best not to discommode the public at, at, as much as we can at the moment but down the road I'm afraid that might change because we have to get out there and we'll have to come out in full force um, at the minute we're being measured in what we're doing we, are, uh, we have had our individual protests in each county as you mentioned earlier and at the moment, uh, for the next couple of weeks, every county will uh, muster a, a, a demonstration outside their county council offices. The Kilkenny one is here today uh, at the county council offices. The ones in the different counties are different days, depending on when the county council is. Yeah. And they will be making it known to the county councillors who are also coming up for election what the, the issues that farmers have because county councillors are dealing with their local county council who are also enforcing regulation upon on pond farmers and that leads up in then to your, your TDs and we'll probably have a general election you know in the near future so that's important and then as I said we have the European one coming up and I would really ask everyone to make sure for the European election that they engage with their MEPs out there because they're quite happy to ask for our vote and then go off into the sunshine and forget about us don't let them this time There was two big items made the news agenda last year in relation to farming um, delayed payments which still hasn't been sorted out and derogation now derogation is obviously a particular 
problem for, for dairy farmers. But what about tillage farmers? What about vegetable growers, for example? Mm-hmm. How are they getting on? Look, at every single sector is affected. Derogation affects dairy farmers mostly, but it also affects the tillage farmer. Um, you, and you take tillage at the moment, there's a huge number of issues. One of the things that they're trying to, we're trying to roll back on at the moment is what's called the three crop rule. Every farmer uh, that's in tillage is expected to grow three different crops in the year. Now, he has to have three different crops sown on his farm. And think of this, the size of the average size of the Irish farm is quite small. And you're expected for three different, so three different crops. First and foremost, you're, you're expected, you could have you know, five or six acres of one crop. You could have 60 acres of another crop and 25 acres of another crop. To get that sown, three different crops, to get a, somebody to come in and harvest that if you're if you're contracting it out, to get the contractors to come in to harvest a small number of acres is totally impractical. It's it, it, The bar is way too low for to have three a three-crop rule and we're really asking for a derogation on that, that that be pulled back because most tillage farmers are finding that extremely difficult and particularly in the year that's in it where the weather has been so bad and farmers haven't been able to get in winter crops. Yeah. Interesting. Um, we talked about, you've talked about the man and woman on the streets. A text has just been on to us here. It says... Um, uh, this particular listener feels that, that farmers protesting by driving um, what they say as their big, expensive, shiny tractors through the towns uh, does nothing for the ordinary working people struggling to pay their taxes. It doesn't exactly shout, I'm struggling, says this particular listener. Mm. The fact that you see that mach- piece of machinery, you see it on the street, but you go into any factory and you'll see machinery that's costing an awful lot more than that tractor does. That tractor is no ornament and it's not a, a you know a shiny tractor. It was washed for the, the parade probably. That tractor is a working piece of machinery and without it the farmer can't operate and indeed many of those pieces of machinery are on credit anyway the farmers are paying over a long period of time to have that shiny piece and take the I take if you see most of those every day they're not shiny they're out there working hard they're a working piece of equipment no different than a machine in a factory yeah. but we don't see it Just but how far are the farming community prepared to go Alice? We're, we'll go as far as it, uh, I think is needed this time. There is momentum there at the moment. Uh, we have the support from our members to push as hard as we can. And I think we will go as far as we have to go. I'm not sure that we're as militant as the French. Uh, I hope we won't have to go as far as the French had to go. But we will go as far as it takes this time. I think there is momentum out there. Farmers are very frustrated. They're very cross. They, But not only cross, but they're on the verge of, you know, of a lot of people leaving, the, leaving it. And if leave, people leave farming and there's no young farmers coming in, where will our fu- production of food be? And we have to produce food in this country for our own population and for export because that's how we, we, yeah. we're the biggest producer indigenous in- industry in this country. And if that goes, where will we be then? It's not only as farmers, but as an economy, we have to keep that in mind okay. as well. Well, Alice Doyle, Deputy President of the IFA, thank you so much for joining us here on the KCLR Daily. And I'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about these topics. Thank you very the much. The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond, on air, online and on Smart Speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.